Any question tonight? Yes. I have a couple of questions from Padmanabha. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question is, the main attribute of Nutam Adhikar found in the Bhagavad in other places is that he sees Krishna in everyone and vice versa. He feels that everyone is serving Krishna, etc. So my question would be, A, does this last idea that everyone is serving Krishna refer to the realization that allows the Uttama Bhakta to really see how everything is a Shakti of Krishna and thus is connected to the Shakti Mom through a dependent relationship? Or does such a description imply that the Uttama Bhakta becomes so overwhelmed with the herbal that he projects such bhav in others and that sees everything in Krishna? More specifically in the Lila, etc. What's part A? Part A is uh, does this last idea that everyone is serving Krishna refer to a, re- a realization that allows the Uttama Bhakta to really see how everything is a Shakti of Krishna and thus is connected to the Shakti Maan through a dependent relationship? Does such a description imply that we can about to become overwhelmed by his own bhava, that he rejects such bhava and others, and thus sees them as serving Krishna, more specifically in the Well, I think that the first uh, suggestion uh, is uh, one of more of a uh, philosophical uh, perspective um, and uh, consideration of tattva in a way of looking at it from a kind of a tattva point of view. In other words, everything, there's Krishna and his shaktis and all the shaktis are dependent upon Krishna and in that sense uh, everything is connected to Krishna, everything is serving Krishna. Obviously, we teach that. Um, um, but I I think that... Uh, I, I guess I would say seeing that, or realizing that, has the implications of the second uh, suggestion or uh, question as to how that vision... Uh, plays out. In other words, uh, as we often discuss, the, the bhava arises out of the tattva. This, the tattva is the ground, right? So you have, you have to uh, be, be in the vicinity of the area that something's going to happen for it to happen. So there are parameters. There's rasa tattva. There's basic uh, godia tattva, siddhanta. So I've compared it to the ground, the soil, out of which rasa, bhava, arises. The key point of that tattva Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, and there are many other points. And So this is one of them, that all the uh, Bhagavan has parasya shakti vividaya vishriyate. He has inconceivable shaktis. And so realities consist of Krishna and his shaktis. Shaktis have no independent ex- Existence from him, in that sense, they're they're him. They're no, not somebody else. Hmm. They're not another thing. Hmm. They're dependent on him. They're his shaktis, or aspects of himself, potencies of himself, potentials of himself. Um, so that's the uh, the metaphysic, the uh, the um, the world view, basic. Explanation. So, we're proceeding on that basis, on that ground, if you will, that uh, let's call it a theoretical ground, when it comes to have uh, experience of of Bhagwan, of Bhagwan Shakti's, uh, uh, and the theory comes to life. And as the theory comes to life, one. Uh, 
moves from sadhana bhakti to bhava bhakti, and the it is a characteristic of bhava bhakti and of prema bhakti and of bhava in general that we that we tend to. There will be, well, there's a same famous statement in the I think from the Bhagavatam, Atmavan Manyateja God wants these others to be like himself. So we see the example there in the Bhagavatam of this Uttam perspective and the lives of the gopis who do exactly what he's talking about in the second answer, um, which is that they project their own bhava on everyone else. So they see the earth as more blessed than themselves because although Krishna has left them with his footprints, he never leaves the earth. So the the earth must be more dear uh, to Krishna. The trees, they're uh, bent over, so they assume that they they project, they see like they must be bowing down because Krishna's come here. And we meanwhile, we were proud to have him in our company, so he left. They're humble. They're not like we're not. We're not like them. We're lacking humility. We're uh, there's something uh, in us that's uh, that's the problem, hmm? and therefore Bhagavan has left us, but he hasn't left the earth, and so on and so forth. So they project their bhava everywhere. This is the classic example given of the perspective hmm? that he's asking about of the. Uttam Bhagavat, who sees everything in Krishna and Krishna in everything. I don't think you want to say he's looking at it like philosophically and kind of, uh, but that's included. I mean, it's, it, it, they're kind of what, what he's talking about are, they're not really different. Hmm? They're aspects of, of, of one another. Hmm? But he doesn't look out and see, oh, this is the Shakti, this is, this is Krishna, we're, you know. It's not a thinking kind of a thing, but it's a living type of experience. And he will see everything related to Krishna automatically, which means if Krishna is the source, and, and then there's the Maya Shakti, the Jiva Shakti, that's what he's seeing, then he's going to see it in relation to Krishna and act accordingly. But it's more of an acting accordingly than kind of seeing it, if you will. Uh, I guess it's... <laughs> Uh, it's uh, acting in that context hmm, automatically. He's seeing everything in relation to Krishna. Um, he's or she's also projecting in the extraordinary examples um, their um, uh, his or her own bhava on other inanimate things and other people. And this is obviously um, an extreme example. Uh, we have great devotees like Rupa Goswami, Sanatha Goswami, would speak of them, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, Nityananda Prabhu himself, and they're not always, they couldn't function in the, in the ways that were beneficial, uh, in the ways that they have, if you will, that have been beneficial for us and allowed for a sampradaya to manifest and a teaching and so forth, if they were always in such a delirious type of uh, state, if you follow me. Hmm? The gopis are teaching, in a way, through what they're saying, but it takes somebody else to teach what they're saying <laughs> and what the implications of it for us to, to, to draw that out. Otherwise, they just look like mad women who are talking about, you know, worshipping the earth and the trees and, and, they're, and they're in love with some guy. Um, so, and it's them themselves, for example, the gopis in the form of the Goswamis who are teaching about it. So, um, uh, that's why it's, my Guru Maharaj used to say, one has to come down to the Madhyamat platform in order to, to preach. You know, in one sense it means it cannot be in a, in a state of trance and oblivious of the external world, like Mahaprabhu would become oblivious of the external world, enter into trance, find himself in Krishna Leela and he was in no position to to uh, 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 give the give the teachings and so forth although that's part of the teaching in one sense still you follow my drift so uh, we find him go in and out of this kind of vision and that's kind of what my guru Marsh was talking about when he'd say that they, they have to in other words to preach you have to have some discrimination so and the Madhya Madhikari is characterized by 
appropriate discrimination. Who is God? And cultivate love for him. Who are the envious? Avoid them. Who are the peers? How to do? Who are the innocent? How to minister to them? And so forth. He makes this kind of discrimination that's lacking in the utum utum kind of state, if you will. Hmm. Um, that um, lacks that uh, kind of discrimination. Everything's okay. What's the need of preaching? Everything's moving according to Krishna's will. There, there's any number of ways in which that could be described. I, I guess I could say those are two ways, but I, I, the, the former one, I never really kind of thought about it like that, except in, in a general sense. Of course, yes, every, of course, that's the, that's the reality. Krishna has shaktis, the shaktis all belong to him, and and you see God, you see God's shaktis, um, um, and so forth. So I don't see how the two are contradictory, but the first one, to me, anyway, at least it sounds a little bit like like heady, in the head, so to speak. It's kind of not an in-the-head kind of a, a experience and a viewpoint. And I think that, again, ultimately, you know, these descriptions, this is a description from the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam. The, 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 the neophyte devotee sees God in the deity. Okay. The and conversely, he or she doesn't see God in the Vaishnav. The intermediate, <coughs> inter, excuse me, intermediate devotee, Ishpare Tadarineshu, he sees that God, God in the deity, and he sees God in the devotee, <coughs> and he sees the need to give God to the non-devotee who's innocent, and he sees the need to avoid. Sangha that's adverse to what his vision is. Hmm? So what we're what we're talking about here is a seeing a God only in the deity, seeing God in the deity and the devotee, hmm? and, and 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 where to to give give God, hmm? where maybe to uh, avoid association that won't be conducive for for loving the deity. And then we, then we see the Uttamadakar, and he sees God everywhere. So, so you can see that the Uttam position is the realization of the of the Madhyam, which is an extended realization of the of the of the Kanishta. So it's degrees, if you will, of uh, as it's described there of seeing God. Now, you know these are not to be looked at as just. Uh, boxed and that's it kind of these are general descriptions you don't see the universality of your deity you don't even see him in the saint who told you who, who teaches that this is God and establishes the temple and so forth that's called a prakrita bhakta materialistic bhakta the madhyama and they describe this intermediate he is practicing with discrimination and using his intelligence, making progress, spiritualized intelligence, and the Uttamadikari is described in as kind of like uh, can't the way it's described. He's not a, no longer a preacher. Hmm? He sees God everywhere. He's complete, and uh, I think Vishwanath uh, Chakravarti uh, maybe give the example of Mother Yasoda who saw Krishna uh, inside the mouth of Krishna. Hmm? Um, eating dirt when when she looked in Krishna's mouth, right? She saw the whole universe inside of him, and in the universe she saw Krishna, eating, and inside, unlimitedly. So she saw everything in God. Hmm? So then she came, even she then comes back from that vision. Hmm? Uh, some places, some commentators said, "A cat meowed," and she came out of the the vision and, and came back to her. Her bhava, which, in which she didn't have the vision, that's another thing. She had the bhava, she didn't have the vision that, that God is everywhere. Hmm. So, <laughs> you see how everything's not described in those three verses. Hmm. Um, the gopis in separation of Krishna are seeing Krishna everywhere. In Krishna's presence, then he's, he, he's just there. Hmm. But the whole universe is right there. And she, anyway, so it's, it's a... It's uh, uh, 
uh, uh, I want to say that, that they're, um, they're just kind of um, some basic guidelines. And as it's explained there, there's a differentiation in the uh, understanding of the universality of, of, of the deity. Hmm? Um, some people can't see God anywhere. Uh, other people question where God, where God is not. Hmm. Um, so, so you can say both things. I guess you could say about the Uttamadikari. He sees everything in relation to Krishna, um, and at times he may or she may also project his bhava on others. Hmm. In, in, and. Um, I saw the Prabhupada do that. It would seem to be like that at times. Oh, it would be like have these very generous um, perspectives on some of his disciples. Uh, they would say something. Say, oh, she's got the Bhava and so forth. And we would think, what is he talking about? <laughs> uh, so maybe that's an example. But both, both, both things are. Um, Part of that uh, vision. I mean, one thing he's kind of talking about, it, kind of in a, in a technical way. Hmm. So yeah, he see, he sees the energies of Krishna in relation to Krishna, and therefore he sees everything's the. Maybe he's thinking. I'm trying to think how he's thinking. The energy is the shaktis of Krishna, and he sees them, and therefore that in that way he sees Krishna, not really. In other words, he sees, oh, this is this is the Tamaguna, this is the Rajaguna, this is uh, yeah. this is the Jiva Shakti, this is the, and and it's and or that or is he seeing Krishna? Well, it's a different idea. Seeing Krishna everywhere. Some people think he's seeing Krishna sitting on the you know. In the car next to him as he drives, and, and on the hood, and you know, wherever he goes, he's seeing Krishna, something like that. That's that's not what he's asking about. Some people think of it like that. I wouldn't wouldn't think of it like that. Um, but I, the, anyway, the way I'm reading or hearing his first question, it's more of a, like a, a thought out thing. Like these are Krishna's energies. I'm seeing it like this, and I, I don't think that's what the Bhagavatam is particularly describing about uh, describing, but more of a state of being overwhelmed. Um, and and um, seeing that everything is moving as it should, hmm? according to the will of Krishna, hmm? and a sense of uh, uh, conclusiveness and uh, lack of uh, discrimination required for for preaching. Um, which is again even a little different than what he's what he's talking about it, which is also a possibility that I've given the example of that that's often cited that this is the the vision of the the Mahabhagavad in terms of seeing Krishna everywhere he projects she projects uh, his bhava on 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 everything and sees it in that uh, light uh, and so again there are some examples but all of them are true, as I'm talking about. In one sense, except the one like Krishna sitting on the hood of the car type, oh, well. <laughs> and telling me to turn left or right, something like that. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it like that. What else? Yes? Today is the appearance day of the Shiva's Thakur. Oh. And I remember um, something you said at one time about that. Enter Shiva's Angan, you have to go through the Gambira. Well, Shiva's Angan means the courtyard of Shiva's, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began his uh, his uh, nocturnal school of Kirtan, Rasa Kirtan. And as we know, he didn't. There was an exclusive uh, group that um, participated in that Kirtan with him. It wasn't an open. Kirtan. He wasn't taking his kirtan to the streets. Hmm? That came later, hmm? and even persons tried to get in, 
and he didn't allow them. Some people snuck in, he found them, threw them out, including relatives of Shiva's Thakur and so forth. And he complained at that time that, that someone was here and therefore the, the rasa wasn't coming. Hmm? So someone was, was not of the uh, adhikar to be a participant in that, but to take away uh, from it. So he, he, he uh, was protective of the uh, environment there, conducive as it was with uh, intimate associates for uh, kirtan. Just like uh, if you want to take prasadam, hmm, then um, if, if I take prasadam with people I don't know, then I can't, I can't really fully take prasadam. In the mood of taking prasadam. Hmm? Something like that. Which is, a, which is a very intimate affair. We're exchanging food, relaxing. So, I mean, there may be a place for it. Uh, uh, there is, obviously, at times, for taking with people that you don't know, inviting them, and so forth. But you can understand my point. Hmm? Um, so, he had uh, created an environment like that. And then it said that, the, that some people who didn't try to get in but wanted to get in but didn't feel themselves qualified sat on the bank of the Ganges venerating that, if you will. It's very Bhakti Siddhanta-esque who said, Puja Laraga Patagorava Bhanga Matalahari Janakirtanaranga. They didn't try to find their way in, but they offered regard to that high thing. That's not reverential Bhakti of Vishnu, but... Uh, reverence and regard for the for the um, the exalted nature of the ragmarg and the participants there, and so it's thought that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came out for them, hmm? and then took his sankirtan um, into the streets and so forth, and he ultimately took sannyas and and and. Uh, taught Rupa Sanatan, made conversions at Prakashananda, Venkata Bhatta in the south, Prakashananda in, in Benares, so on and so forth. And uh, so much teaching is found in the Madhyam, Madhya Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sanyas Lila. And then at the end, he retires from the public life. And he's living in the Gambira. Again, it's a private affair. There, not there's there's no there's no public activity. There's no hardly anybody can participate. He is now pretty much oblivious to the external uh, world. But so what's happening is, as a result of his um, uh, sankirtan, his inner life has awakened. It's marnam. Hmm? So the antilila is is showing this aspect of the culture, so of bhakti, anushilanam. So, as we said, it has an shilanam means it has an active side and it has an emotive side, which might be called an inactive side, an internal side to it. And that internal emotive side is particularly manifest in bhava bhakti. So, yes, there is a sadhana of raganuga, but there is also Raganuga in Bhava Bhakti. And there's still a culture and a practice, a culture of the emotional side. Whereas in Sadhana Bhakti, it's not as much a culture directly of, an emo- of the emo- emotional side because you don't have the emotions, but you are cultivating the emotions indirectly by way of actions that will attract those emotions. Just like I've said before, you might want to attract. Some, if a young girl, when I was a kid, they want to attract a young guy, they, they learn like what color he liked and wear it to the bus stop, you know. <laughs> um, so that might elicit emotions. It might f- uh, foster them, something like that. So the sadhana bhakti are the actions that will foster that, that eventually will then, will then continue, but in a different way, by way of arising out of emotions. So at one point they, f- they foster the emotions, they create a ground, of, of a, a, a conducive environment for them to manifest in, and having manifest, then 
the expre- they become the kirtan becomes, for example, the expression of those emotions. Hmm? So it goes both ways. Such as the virtue of the kirtan, right? It 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 it, call, it, it facilitates the smaran on the inner life and emotions, and it continues afterwards as an expression of that, which has great power, of course, more power. Hmm? So, sadhana bhakti and bhava bhakti. There's some. We don't want to say sadhana bhakti is not about cultivating emotions. It is. Obviously, that's the center of it. We want to become, um, excuse me, a resident of Vrindavan, a participant in 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 uh, in the in the in the and so forth. But it's more of an indirect culture of um, of 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 the emotions, even though that's central. I've given an example many times. If you go to the mall and you want to know, go to go to room 108, and you find out it's here and I'm there. Okay, so it's central. I want to go to 108, but then the steps that I take to get there might look like I'm going in the opposite direction. Because here I am at the map, and here's 108 is over here, but the stairway is over here. So it says, go left. But it's over to the right. So... But read the map properly. You have to walk to the left, then you find the staircase, then you can go up, and then you go all the way to the other right-hand side on the upper floor. So it might look uh, a little uh, indirect, but you're creating a favorable ground, a ground of, of sharanagati, of, of, of through, and through the virtue and power of kirtan, emptying out the heart of other things. Hmm? Right? So that it might have, have, have room so to speak, hmm? um, such uh, e- e- emotive life. We have other emotions, thoughts, and so forth. So, I've given another example. If you if you want to have a, a your house uh, re uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, hmm? What? Redecorated. Redecorated. So you bring the the redecorators in and you're all excited about how it's going to look and they say take that off the wall pick this up clean that and you say I thought you were going to decorate my house you know you're just telling me to clean the house and yeah but that comes first that, that's not separate from the decorating hmm? first we've got to gotta get, out, get rid of the things that are not uh, decorative that are ugly and, and so forth so this is uh, uh, central to uh, to uh, sadhana bhakti. So, what we see in Anti Lila's Mahaprabhu is in bhava bhakti, hmm? bhava entering in, in, into prem, and what and, 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 and how much? Now you look and see how much teaching there is in the Madhya Lila, and how much teaching there is in the Anti Lila. Hmm? The Madhya Lila is full of teaching: the Sanatan Siksha, Rupa Siksha, conversion of Sarvabhoma, the Vedanta. Discourse, also in the conversion of Prakashananda, uh, so much teaching. Mahaprabhu was teaching, preaching. Hmm? In Anti Lila, what, what what can be said? He's hearing verses from Govindali Lamrita, and so no, you know, we can go and say, okay, this is how you do it. This is how you culture the bhava. So we're going to go get Chandidas's book and Gita Govinda of Jayadev, and we're going to hear these verses and so forth and so on. But but. Mahabra was showing by example, right? Hmm? And he did much before he sat down and and heard verses from the lips of of of, of Roy Ramananda and Sarup Damodar that augmented his mood. And but I want a Ragmarg guru, teacher. Yeah, so this Jatarati and Ajatarati rag. So without Rati. Hmm? You can do, but how you will, how you will do, how you will cultivate the emotions that you don't have. Hmm? Is there nothing to the culture of that, that involves getting rid of unwanted things? Hmm? There is. So, so in the Antilia, there's, there's not a lot of siksha, a lot of teaching. Hmm? What can you teach about this? Hmm? In other words, the inner culture is somewhat automatic. There are things that can be said, and, there, and things have been said about it, obviously. Hmm? Um, but uh, uh, you can say, 
you know, here are the, here are the, uh, the, uh, here are 108 names of Krishna that correspond with the, with the, with the bhava in which you would, uh, you would like to worship Krishna. Here they are. Here are the qualities of Krishna. Hmm? Learn them, chant them, add them to your sadhana every day, and so forth. You can do that. And most people, even you do it, and they, they won't, they won't end up, they won't end up following it because they don't have any feeling for it yet. Hmm? When you have feeling for it, then it, then it's quite easy, and you naturally gravitate to what the qualities of them. And then you, uh, I'm not against teaching about that, and we do to some extent. But the practical reality is, when you get the the ruchi, asakti, and ankur, the sprout of bhava, then hmm, uh, you want to orient yourself and your sadhana so that that will happen. Hmm? Then the culture that you're all worried about, about Raghunuga Bhakti and getting your swarup and so forth, it's going to be auto, automatic. Hmm? Yeah. So there is a culture of that in sadhana, but it's somewhat indirect comparatively than to the life of, uh, and the practice in Baba Bhakti. So Mahaprabhu in Antilila is showing that, and basically he's falling into a trance, he's seeing himself in the Leela from the vantage point of. Uh, of, of, of Radha and coming out and so forth and and um, um, he expresses his visions and lamentations and separation and, and it's, it's kind of a madness and he, he's not really presentable even to 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 the public. Hmm? Um, so, point being relative to your question. That we have to uh, to enter the kirtan at Sri Vasangam, where now we are with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he's not Chaitanya Mahaprabhu; he's Nimai Pandit, he's Vishwambar. Hmm? Uh, Vishwambar is a is a name of Aishvarya because it means the maintainer of the universe, but it's not a name of Aishvarya in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's his family name. Say hey, Vish. You know, you know, yeah, that's your name, but I mean, you're just fish. You're just fish on bar. Uh, you're, you're Nimai, is nicknamed by by Sita Takarani, hmm? because you were born under the neem tree, and you're Pandit. Hmm? Nimai Pandit. You're, so these names don't have Aishvarya in them. Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Whoa. Hmm? Uh, and so forth. So that's different, right? After he took sannyas, there's Aishvarya of Bhairagya, and there's there's some distance that's created between himself and the other devotees. It's not there in Navadvip. Hmm. Uh, um, so our goal, then, our Astakalila Smarnam for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not Jagannath Puri. It's in, it's in uh, Navadvip. Which is non different from Vrindavan. Hmm? Um, so, uh, um, we pass through the Puri Leela to enter in, and there's, there's the two parts to it. There's the Madhyam, Madhya Leela, and Anti Leela. It's kind of the difference between Sadhana life, Sadhana Bhakti, and, and, and Bhava Bhakti, which is then the, the ray of the sun of Prem. So, from bhava bhakti up to prema, and then, then what happens? So we pass through, uh, through through active service with the senses, which is sadhana bhakti. Emotion will come, inner life, and as it comes, it's not. A, there's really not a much of a. There's not a question about it. It's it's a, it's an experience. So you know what, what to do. You know the famous story of the girl who. Was pregnant and had never had had given birth before, and she was near the point of going into labor. But she was tired, needed to take some rest. So she asked her mother, "said If I go into labor, be sure to wake me up." Mother said, "Well, you go into labor, there will be no need to wake you up. When she didn't, you'll know when it happens. It'll be be very, very clear. When you fall in love." What can you say about it until people, someone falls in love? Then you know, now you know what it's like. Hmm? Have you ever fallen in love? And a young girl says, well, 
I don't know, I love my mother. Everybody laughs. Okay, you don't know yet. You haven't had any experience. Hmm? So uh, when you do, then you're on the same page. You can't quite put it in words, but there it is, right? I wanted to say I love you, but the words got in the way. It's a famous song. <laughs> so it, so it, 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 say it transcends teaching, it transcends theory, and so forth. You, know, you can point in the direction, orient yourself in such a way that to attract Krishna, hmm, something like that, and his associates, and then their grace descends, and and then there's a kind of a knowing, right? Emotional knowing and love, you know what to do. Something like that. So, uh, in one sense, the Madhili love Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very much uh, exemplifies the life of the sadhaka. Hmm? And the Antilila Bhava Bhakti and Prem Bhakti. And so, you have to go through the Gambira hmm? and the Bhava and the Prem to now attain the perfection, which isn't in the Gambira, but it's back in the, in the courtyard of Srivas, where, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can't be approached really in the Gambira, is now very approachable as Nimai Pandit. And the, the association with him is similar to association with Krishna in the Brajalila, in that we're all residents of Navadweep. This is who we are. It's very provincial, in a sense. Um... This is, this is the kind of, you know, this is our family, this is our group, <laughs> kind of a thing. And um, everybody knows everybody. And uh, so it's a, it's a leela of intimacy. The leela in the Gambira is not a leela of intimacy. So it's the difference between how the intimacy plays out in the sadhaka deha. How love and intimacy plays out in the sadhaka deha is different than how it plays out in the Siddhadeha. And we were here one night, and I, we were talking about love and intimacy, and a fellow asked a question, well, how come you're always bowing down? You talk, I love, I like this love and intimacy, it sounds really good, but it's sort of awe and reverence, but you're always bowing down to these deities and stuff like that. So, this, so the way that will be approached in the Sadhakadeha to attain love and intimacy is one thing. Now it will play out. There may be extreme examples where it overflows to some extent, hmm? but typically hmm? um, we see in the life of Mahabharu there's some this this separation, this ecstasy that creates Aishvarya, some distance. It's like, whoa. It brings attention to him, which is good, hmm? but it doesn't foster nearness to him. Hmm? And so, in one sense, you know, you're, you're leaving the world, and who can relate to you, and who can you relate to? There's some distances created from this world to enter into that world, hmm? where there's intimacy and and uh, attachment to one another. And uh, don't try to have your social life here. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> uh, there's a social life. Bhakti is societal. It's, 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 it is ultimately a social life, and it's very provincial. Hmm? We're, a little, we're, we're either Brahmins in Gorlila of Navadweep, or we're cowherds in, uh, in, uh, in, in Vrindavan. And it's, that's who we are. And, uh, it's a small, small world, a small place. There's a big world out there, but we don't know much about it or care much about it. So, this life become a Brahmin, or next life become a Brahmin, and after that become a uh, a cowherd, or you could become a cow first and then a Brahmin, and then it would be a, an upgrade, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so pass through the Gambira. That's what the idea is to enter into Shiva's Angam. The two. Have, they, they correspond. The Gambira at the end of the Gambira is the beginning of the of the of the Shiva Sangam. They, they look very different because they're in two different bodies. Hmm? They're in a Sadaka Deya and a and a Siddha Deya. This, in this case, a Siddha Deya for Gaur Lila. 
which is appears as a sadhaka deya, but it's but it's uh, it's 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 different than this one hmm? in some respects too. So that's the idea. That help? Yeah. Yeah. And we shouldn't rush into the Gambira. Right? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was uh, was very involved in what he was doing. But what he was doing, which was his uh, what if what his public life involved, drew him there forcibly. So this is very, as I said, Bhakti Siddhanta esque. Hmm? Preaching about that that thing, then at some point Krishna says, "Enough, enough." Hmm? Wants to cover the preacher's mouth and say, uh, and he, and Krishna can't tolerate separation from the devotee any longer. Do you want to act in such a way hmm? that what, what was that? That's just saying that don't. To her to see God, but act in such a way that God will want to see you. That is his life of the sadhaka. Hmm? Act in such a way. I, I have uh, some experience in this regard that once um, uh, well, uh, this is one occasion, but on one, on one occasion we were in San Francisco and Prabhupada came for the Ratha Yatra. And uh, so we greeted Prabhupada at the airport and came back uh, to the temple and uh, he went up into his quarters and the sannyasis and the GBC members who were the leaders of the of his organization, they followed him up there and I went too. And, uh, and so we were all sitting in the room with Prabhupada and um, now you have to understand also that probably we would talk to these GBCs and sannyasis about management and organization, and they had a lot of letters and and so forth. I didn't have a lot of communication directly with Prabhupada at that point, and even comparatively afterwards, I didn't either. I have some letters from Prabhupada, and Prabhupada spoke to me, and I can cite different occasions, but some of these men were involved in running the mission. I wasn't really involved in running the mission. I was involved in... In, in circulation of the teachings. All I did was read the books, distribute the books, and worship the deity and all the practices, and I exemplified the practices, and I inspired many devotees by my example to do the same. Um, but we weren't administrating, organizing. That wasn't my thing, and it's still not. So <laughs> so don't, don't fault me too much for, for lack of that here. So anyway, so I went up. So... Prophet sat, you know, everything quieted down. And the real sense of it was, as I picked up on, was everybody was kind of like wondering who's going to Prophet going to talk to first. Who's, you know, who's going to kind of like, they were all a little bit like that, uh, was my perception anyway. And, and he suddenly turned and he talked to me. And he started talking to me. And I wasn't even supposed to be there, right? By the, by the rules of sorts. So he started talking to me and asking me about my preaching and so forth. And so it's very generous of him. And there was attention goes on to me, which made it difficult in the future for anyone to say, you shouldn't be here, you're not a, you know, a GBC or a sannyasi. So I used to go on the walks in Mayapur and, and so forth. And then Prabhupada would talk to me sometimes. And so Anyway, then after he finished talking to me, he said, where's Jayananda? Jayananda was a devotee who used to who built the Roth carts. So Prabhupada knew where he was. He was building the Roth theatre carts. It was a marathon to finish the cart and so forth. But Prabhupada was making a point, right? Don't try to see me, but act in such a way that that uh, you know I might want to be interested in you. So oh, he's building the cart, Prabhupada, and he's very busy. And Prabhupada, oh, very good, very good. So I took it like that, and I and of course I wanted to see him, and, but I had the the freedom to do so at that time, although otherwise I was always in the field, preaching, busy, 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 trying to act in such a way that Prabhupada would want to see me. Hmm? So at least that my, was my take on the situation Prabhupada was teaching. Don't act, don't try to see me, but act in such a way that, that, that I'll want to see you. Hmm? Um, there's another incident when Prabhupada came to Los Angeles and, and we greeted him and then it was busy day for book distribution. We were used to sell illegally at the airport. and 
it's kind of a new thing, and so it was a big day. It was a Friday, and I thought, you know, I could go. Everyone's going back to the temple with Prabhupada in the cars and so forth, and and I, and I had this choice: I could go back or stay at the airport. And I thought I'd better stay here, as it's a busy day, and so I should be here. So I sold books there. And as I was selling the books, I was feeling Prabhupada's presence more and more. When I got back to the temple, they said, oh, Prabhupada's been talking about you hmm? and your book distribution. So, again, I felt like this, that act in such a way that, that, that God will want to see you rather than trying to see God. And then it becomes very easy, because if God wants to see you, there's <laughs> no problem, right? He can, he can do it. If you want to see God, he might say, who's that? Who wants to see me? If he wants to see you, then no one can get in the way. So act in such a way, and he knows how you act, right? So um, this is the kind of the, the spirit of, of sadhana, and we don't want to tip the, you know, the scale in such a way, like, I want to see God. That's what, these are the, these, so these are the kind of, the, if you will, the cautions of Bhakti Siddhanta when he would say things like, first deserve, then desire. Something like, and people, uh, I don't think they sometimes understand his, the drift, the gist of what he's saying in such statements. He's not saying that we shouldn't want to have the association of Krishna, we shouldn't have uh, the ideal of Braj Bhakti in mind, cherishing that, uh, and, and so on and so forth, but there is an appropriate way to cultivate that according to our, our Adhikar. Hmm? There's a famous story that Bhaktivedanta Narayanaraj tells about uh, disciples, I believe, of maybe Jagannath Das Babaji in, in Navadweep, and they got initiated by him. And afterwards, uh, some of their contemporaries said, oh, so he gave you your swarup, and what was it, or something like that. I said, no, he didn't say anything about that. What did he say? He said, he, he, he said worship Tulsi and uh, circumambulate her, and... And chant Hare Krishna. So then they thought, oh, well, you didn't, you, you didn't get, you know, the real thing, you know, uh-oh, uh-oh, something like problem. And I think, if I recall, it was brought up to Bhakti Vinod or something like that. Bhakti Vinod said, he's given you, he told you everything. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, Everything in due course, and um, this is, it's good to think this is a very high ideal, and it may, may take some time, and I'll apply myself appropriately at the level that I'm at, and knowing that I'm doing that, I should find some solace in that. I'm, 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 I'm in a bona fide way, I'm on the path. I'm, when I, one time, Pujapad Sridhar said, oh, Trip Ramesh, he's a bona fide student, and then, um, Hari Charan, who was a like lifelong brahmachari there, who all the sannyasis, uh, the Shimars had given sannyasis, who highly respected, he looked at me and said, whoa, that's a big compliment coming from Guru Maharaj. So to be a bona fide student, whoa. <laughs> so there's some solace in that, is, 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 is my point. Hmm? Act in such a way God will want to see you. Then there'll be no, no problem. Trying to see God, that could be a problem. Hmm? That's an intelligent way to see God, right? Hmm. To act in such a way that he'll want to see you. Hmm. If you try to, you know, bust into the White House, that will be to end up in, in you're getting arrested, right? But you could act in such a way that somebody every year, I think, gets the medal from the president of being the ideal citizen. Hmm? There's a medal like that. No, uh, citizen of the Year or something like that. So what did he do? He acted in such a way and word got out, right? The president found out. He's, so to speak of God, hmm? and he, he wants to see you. There's no problem. So there's a, there's a place for these kind of uh, cautious type of approach. And we see it in the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also. Hmm? He didn't uh, retire on day one at at Radhakund. He didn't go to Radhakund. Uh-oh. He didn't stay. He didn't live at Radhakund. Something wrong. 
That's the teaching, right? You've got to go live at the at Radhika and Rupa Goswami said it. And of course, we respect that, but man, that's, there are a number of ways in substance to interpret that hmm? rather than just literally. Mahaprabhu didn't go there. You could go to Jagannath Puri, it's possible. <laughs> and not, not live at Radhakund. Seems it was successful for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and I'm not against uh, Radhakund, Shamkund, but, uh, but my Guru also didn't spend a lot of time there. It didn't, it neither did Bhaktivinoda and didn't get in the way of their their practice and their sharing of bhakti everywhere. And I mean, what do you, what do you, how do you think that plays out? You think about how does that play out? Hmm? All of us today are here talking about Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, trying to please them because of the work of some acharyas who weren't sitting at Radhakund. Hmm. Did they? You think they missed out on something? You think? I think Krishna will be attracted to them. Hmm. Their compassionate hearts, their kindness, hmm. acting like Vaishnavas, sharing the teachings at at which involved great sacrifice for them and so forth. So to have a dynamic idea about the teaching that this is important hmm? and to understand one's one's adhikar. So we'll pass through the Gambira, but after an active public life of service. What else? What's the time? Okay. So we'll stop there. Shri Shri Gaurnitananda ki jai. Bhaktivinoda paribara ki jai. Gaurnitananda ki jai.